Welcome to the Spurs News Podcast, your home for all things Spurs. And now, let's join our hosts. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a very special edition of the Spurs News Podcast. It is episode 25. I am Sam, and I'm joined, as always, by my partner in crime, Matt. How you doing, my friend? Yeah, I'm good. Episode 25. It's mental. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's late. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we have, like, expectations to hit right now. It's been building up. <laughs> so, episode 25. Um Yeah, we've done 25 episodes of the Spurs News Podcast. Wow. Started with us chatting during the World Cup, which feels... So long ago, it now. really does, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it was only in the summer. Remember, remember the time when it was hot and we all moaned it was hot. <laughs> yeah, and, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's one day yeah, of rain. <laughs> yeah, back then is when we started doing this. Happening, yeah. yeah, right. Right now, it's f- 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 freezing <laughs> outside. There are brass monkeys singing soprano all over the UK right now. But yeah, uh, we took a week off last week. I kind of exploited the international break to say. I'm having a week off. Um, I didn't really say anything to anyone. Just the day before we were going to record, I just dropped it on you, Matt. I think just went. Should, should we take a week off? Yeah. Oh, um, I missed it. I miss. I really missed recording. That's why I'm really excited to be back recording again. I really missed it. Oh well, that, well, that's good to hear. I mean, I know you have other commitments now as well. You know, being a high-rolling Tottenham celebrity. <laughs> So um, I'm just thankful that, you know, your diary didn't close up around me cancelling and, and I've still got you back this week. Well, so. uh, thankfully, the, my agent, you know, gave gave you this slot. So, you know, you're yeah. all good. Yeah, the agent's given me slots. That's a, there, there, there's a sentence, if you say it wrong, could be more accurate. Uh, I Yeah, we got quite a bit of run through. We're going to have a little bit of a look back. Uh, we've got uh, a, a chart later, which is the top five match stats so far, um, which we're going to try and do in a chart theme, which is going to be a car crash. So <laughs> it will be. It completely, to that. it completely will be, Sam, but we'll have fun. Yeah. Well, I, I was trying to do the smashy and nicey voice because I thought it was easy. <laughs> I sang like Roland Rat <laughs> every time I've tried so far. So I'm just going to steer into that. So yeah, right. Roland Rat is hosting the chart rundown later. We also got clips from the interviews we've done so far. A clip from Miggy Hazard, Paul Miller, and Anna Philby. We're going to play out and we're just going to have a chat about. We're going to look ahead to Chelsea as it comes later on. We've, I've got a little section I've put to one side. And you, you've you blocked out a part of this podcast today. And all you've done is written quiz. Quiz, yes. But you won't tell me anything about it. No, because I don't want to give it away, Sam. But what I will say is when we do get to that section, I'll remind people to listen again. If they want to pause the podcast... Go and yep. get a pen and paper and join in and see if they can beat you. See if they well, you you might get top marks, but no, no, no buggers are allowed to play that game. No, shut <laughs> off. Don't tell them that. Yeah, all right. As long as they don't cheat. No, no sitting there on Google going, oh, I got the ball back. Yeah, well, of course you did. All right, all right. Well, yeah, that's that's made me a little bit nervous and anxious. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to kick off this week chatting about the fan questions because I thought that'd be a good way of getting into things. We we've, we've missed a week. Episode 25, we do this, uh, you know, we're Spurs fans, we do it with the fellow fans. So, let's head over to our Facebook page and Instagram and see what people got to say. And now, it's time for your comments directly from our Facebook page. 
I do really like our jingles. Yeah, I do as well. Yeah, they're very yeah, unique, um, Sam. <laughs> they are unique. I, I've got a friend. He's a professional voiceover artist. He's in America. I've said it before, but I'm aware that we might have some new people listening who haven't listened to the whole 24. And there may be some people just listening to this one because I've promoted the hell out of it. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> um, he's he's not been well. So I actually was going to get him to do some stuff for this this podcast in particular. But he hasn't he been able to do it. So I'm a little bit gutted. I mean, I'm going to have to fire his ass without joking. <laughs> Being ill, if does, what's wrong with you? <laughs> he does it for free. So, yeah. And some may say that's too expensive. No, all joking aside, hope you're feeling better soon, yeah. mate. Um, but yeah, it means the Spurs poet, the official Spurs poet, Davey, is official as far as I'm concerned, by the way, and he wrote a poem and he didn't want me to play him reading it, which is fair enough. And I, me reading it, I mean, you know, I butcher things, so I didn't think of reading out a poem was a good idea. So I thought, hey, I get the voiceover guy to do it. Now you run into an immediate problem because he is American, so a lot of language, you know, between us and the colonies kind of changes a little bit. And, you know, like Birmingham becomes Birmingham and things like that. So I kind of thought it would be funny just to give it to him and let him read it yeah. and see how it turned out. But unfortunately, he's not been able to do it. But Davey wrote the poem. It is a special thing. I'm really pleased with it. And it will be played on this podcast possibly next week as soon as I can get the guy to do it. So... It will go out. Davey, if you're listening, apologies. Uh, it should have been on this episode, but we just couldn't get it over the line. So we will get it done. But yeah, now let's let's focus on these fan questions. Have you had a look over any of these yet? Or am I going to catch you off guard? I've had a little perusal, but I'm relying on you to read them out, sir. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, Instagram, we're going to start, because I'm sure we had one on Instagram. Um, now, the problem with Instagram, as I've talked talk about before, is... People don't have their real names on Instagram. They've got usernames. So TXM underscore 9001. That's, what, what, what the hell is that about? See, what, what, um, what you've got to worry about as well, Sam, with these usernames is you don't know what they, some of these mean. You might be reading out something that could be promoted some kind of dodgy yeah. club or something. Yeah, that's, that's very true, yeah. Yeah, the next one's from Gunnar Love Me Long Time. What the no. Right, so TXM underscore 9001. Uh, opinions on Sissoko. Um, well, Sissoko, I mean, you wake me up before I go-go. I mean, I don't really need Gareth Bale anymore because we have Sissoko. That's my opinion. I think the thing is with Sissoko, like he, the last four or five games, he's definitely been a better player. But the thing I worry about, and I think it's something you may have pointed out recently, is that because... Mm. He's he's been playing so poorly. If he has an average game, we're like, wow, this is like he's playing brilliantly. But we're just judging it on his previous performances. But I, look, I, I don't I, I don't want to bash him. I don't I know it's, that that probably did sound like I was, but I'm yeah, a I've, little bit. Yeah, yeah a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> just, you fall into the trap, don't you? But yeah, yeah. I, he's been playing a lot better, and um, you know I'm glad that the fans are starting to get behind him now at the ground and. I think probably part of, part of it is because he's playing more of a central role, isn't he? And that kind of that was where you know back in was it Euro sixteen? That's where he um, yeah you know, he played well for France in that position, and he has sort of been played out on the wing, and that kind of I don't think suits his game. So I don't think it's any coincidence. Now he's playing more in the middle. We're, we're seeing a better player, but yeah, he's, yeah. he's he's definitely playing a lot better than he has uh, you know since we signed him, and hopefully that continues. 
Okay, well said, dear boy. Well said. I hope that answers the question. Um, another person says, and this is Lem Vin Platt, L-E-M-V-I-N-P-L-A-T. And he says, the fact that we didn't buy anyone in the transfer window and the fact that the stadium isn't finished yet. Oh, wow. Just, just go for the throat, <laughs> why don't you? Don't ease us back into this at oh, all. Just, just go straight for it. Well, um, uh, I mean, we talked about this loads, yeah. but uh, we didn't buy anyone. No. And the stadium's not finished yet. Is there anything else we can possibly say? Uh, our opinions on it? Uh, my opinion is... Ugh, I wish the stadium was done, but it's not. You can't. It's not like I can scream and stamp my feet and hold my breath and magically it gets done. I just got to wait. It's, uh, it's, we all got to wait. Yeah, it's like listen. Hindsight's a, a, a brilliant thing, okay. But in yeah. hindsight, what they really should have done is just had two seasons at Wembley, shouldn't they? They should have said like two seasons at Wembley, then. Because it, you know, I'm here in March now, and if it is March, and is it really worth opening the stages for the last three or four games of the season? It, it sounds like it may possibly be a full a full season at Wembley, and yeah. again, look, they they didn't know, did they, about some of the complications? But I kind of, in hindsight, it should we should have just really said two seasons at Wembley, and it would have cut all of this negativity surrounding the stadium wouldn't it, and all the kind of palaver that's that's, that's uh, going with it. Yeah, no, it would have done. Mm. Um, I, I think one ties to the other. I think the overrun is directly affecting our operational costs. And I think signing players, etc. in the summer, there was no way we could sign the players Pochettino wanted because we simply didn't have the funds to secure them. And the player market where we could sign, Pot was like, no, thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's the point in signing another nobody? Yeah, exactly. exactly. So, yeah, that, that's my that's my thoughts on that. So, heading over to Facebook now, dear boy. Um, <laughs> let us let us have a look and see what we have. Here see, it's, it's, it's twenty five episodes in, and you're you're becoming like a, a, a chat with a with a pipe, aren't you? And you've got your cardigan on. Yeah, it's been yeah. It's, it's, it was that long ago that we started. This is how much you've changed since episode yeah, one. I am. Oh, I've changed so much. <laughs> yeah, I've changed. When I when I started this, you know, young, fresh faced. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm a cynic now. No, it's a dear oh, boy. Everything's a dear word. boy now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on, old chap. Let's see what we got here. Tally-ho. Um, now, Alpesh K. Patel. Hello, Alpesh. Big thank you for listening. Um, you, you've been commenting ever since day one, so we appreciate that. Alpesh says, is this the end for Toby as Juan Foyf is emerging to take his place? Mm. I know it's still early days, but and he needs more competitive games. Uh, well, it's a good discussion. I, I think it's one I think most Spurs fans have been having, which is... Um, the form of Juan coming in and his style of play, this ridiculously relaxed ball-playing central defender. <laughs> um, he, he has all of the ability there, or, or better yet, he has all of the potential there. Mm. Um, something someone pointed out to me the other day, which is quite interesting, and I'd com- completely forgotten, is Toby Alderweireld's debut. We were 2-0 up against Stoke, and we ended up drawing 2-0 at White Hart Lane, and he gave away a penalty. Mm. So that was Toby's debut yeah, <laughs> in the league. Now, Wan got sold down the river a little bit, ended up giving away two penalties. But uh, I think Toby, uh, Ledley King aside, is one of the best central defenders I've seen play for Spurs. Yeah. Um, Ledley King I put on a pedestal. Yeah, so, you know, thou shalt not ever question the King. Uh, Gary Mabbott for me, because we're both from Bristol, also sits the side, so you can't argue. But uh, Toby, uh, Jan Vertonghen... 
um, yeah, just just a, a different gravy, really. Yeah, he, um, he's with uh, like obviously like Foyth has come in now. He's 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 had he's had the most ridiculous month, hasn't he? You know, like he said, he's yeah. deb- he's man the match debut for for Argentina. You know, scores yep. in his second game for us in the Premier League. So yep. he's doing well, but I think the key is that word you mentioned, potential. There's a lot of potential there, but you look, yeah. you can't really. It's it's a. It goes back a little bit to, and I hate thinking back to this, but the, the old Gazaniga Luis argument. Like they, Gazaniga's got great potential, and he made his debut, didn't he, for Argentina he this did, week yeah. as well? So they're, they're they're very. I mean, I know uh, uh, Gazaniga's a little bit older, and he's sort of mid twenties, but they're still relatively young. And uh, well, for a goalkeeper, I guess Gazaniga, you could probably put him like a comparison wise with Foyth, I guess, because goalkeepers, like you know, they kind of they play a lot longer, don't they? Yeah, I mean, Gazaniga probably has a good ten years left. Yeah, same exactly. As yeah, exactly. But it, it's it's at the at the moment. Like, I think there'll be great players going forward. But I just I think it's a bit. I don't know. I don't, I don't think it to, to say should he be replacing Toby now. I, I don't think is a is a for me is a, a good argument. I, I, I feel like Toby's like a, a awesome centre back, and he's you know what twenty nine thirty. He's got fantastic experience. If he if he go like if he goes at the end of the season like we, what what we thought he was going to do last season, then I, I, if Foyth plays a few more games, then I, possibly next season he could replace him. But if it was like who would you rather have Foyth or Alderweireld or Toby? For me, it would be Toby at the moment. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's yeah. fair. Um, Toby does hang on and stay to the end of the season. He goes uh, when someone triggers his twenty-five million pound release clause. Who, who's your worst case scenario for him going to? What, what club? Uh, yeah, Chelsea. Yeah, yeah. Cause I don't think of Arsenal as a rival. No, no Arsenal. Who? A Europa League joking. club? Joking. I'm joking. But yeah. Um, it's got to be one of them. If he joins Arsenal or Chelsea, yeah. that's going to sting. I don't think he'll go. I, would he go to Arsenal? I can't imagine he would. Uh, it depends if they pay him enough. There, there was once a conversation I had with a friend of mine where I said, "Oh God, does, what it came through our academy? He came all the way up, Tottenham fan from a Tottenham supporting family, now captain of the club, leaving on a free to Arsenal. Don't talk top." <laughs> I can't believe you said that. That those two words on our twenty fifth episode, Sam. I'm so disappointed. Have you got? Have we got a bleep? Can we bleep it out when it goes out? Well. Yeah, I mean, if we I want to bleep that out, I might as well bleep out and call him a f***. <laughs> yeah. Let me just let me just make a quick note of that. Fourteen minutes in, get the beep machine ready. Okay, so um, on to the next question before it gets a lot worse. Matthew Fleming, Matthew, big thank you for commenting. Always really appreciate it. Do you guys think the success with England will lend a winning mentality to our players who were involved? What do you think, Matt? Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah. It, uh, well, that was short and sweet. <laughs> no, no, I would expand on that. Like, I, I for me, right? This is just my personal thoughts uh, after that England game because it was a great game, wasn't the the Croatia game? Obviously, yeah, it was a good game to watch. It was a really good game. Now, obviously, the first goal should have. <laughs> he, I, I don't blame. Um, Lingard for, for tapping it in. I think he he did the right thing for tapping it in because although it was going yeah. in, you just don't know, do you? Like the best thing is just make sure it crosses the line no matter what. So yeah. kind of Kane, it wasn't Kane's goal, but he was kind of almost the architect of it. And then, would you say that perhaps Lingard claimed it? 
Yeah, well, it, it's, it's his, isn't it? It's, no, it's, I'm, I'm just uh, sorry. I just, I just want to throw that. I, I don't blame him. Episode. Yeah, no, I don't blame him. Like, it, it, it was one of those ones where if he'd have left it to go in, there were defenders behind him. So you, you want to cut out all doubt, don't you? You just want to get that ball across the line. So. If if the other way around and Kane had smashed that in and yeah, that can, thing, we would not be here in the end. Yeah, of can it. you mention all the Liverpool fans? Yeah. Oh God! Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't even go there, right? So yeah, oh, so he scores. Yeah. So Kane scores the second goal. Real, real Roy or the Rovers stuff, wasn't it? You know that, yep. that last minute goal. And my my thoughts after the game, I was sitting there watching it, and I was thinking, he just deserves some trophies, Kane, in his career. He really does. And I'm hoping that this game, that 90 minutes, is a kind of uh, what's the worst, best way to describe it? Is a kind of um, not an analogy, but it's like a. This will describe how, how his career with us. So he's okay. so he's like it, it's it's going to happen. It's going to happen, and then right at the end it will, and it'll all be worth it. All his career, and he'll he'll have he'll smashed all the records. You know, it'll be the highest goal scorer in the Premier League. He'll have trophies with us to go with it, and it will all come good at the end. And I'm hoping that oh, that yeah. game is the same as 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 his career. I, I can't decide if I want to kind of laugh at you a little bit or give you a hug <laughs> for you saying that. But yeah, why, I, why, Sam? Yeah, I. Well, when you were talking about, um, you know, Kane when he deserves trophies, my heart sank. He does, <laughs> though, doesn't he? Don't don't he say does. things like that. No, he, 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 he deserves. He really does. recognition for playing for Tottenham for his whole career. He doesn't need trophies. <laughs> he needs trophies. He needs trophies. Trophies. You don't Smoking. need trophies. Just play for your club that you love, and that's all you need to do. Honestly. <laughs> Um, Simon Whiteman asks, and thank you very much for your question, Simon. What's your take on the Ericsson contract situation? The Rags have been focusing on his apparent refusal to sign a new deal with his current deal expiring in 2020. Um, I actually have an update on that. I thought you might. Yeah, I, I looked into it yesterday. Um, so, in the summer, there was rumours everywhere that Delis and Ericsson's were done. There were even pictures of Pochettino meeting with Ericsson having dinner out in a restaurant. And a lot of people at that time said, oh, they've basically finalised the deal and those two were getting together and chatting and Pochettino had signed his deal like a week earlier. Mm. Um, the, the noise on that kind of vanished. And when Delhi's deal was announced, the, the same people who said both were done again said, look, both were done. They just weren't signed and they weren't signed because of, you know, logistic reasons, if nothing else. Now, the thing with Ericsson, which is a rumour that's circulating at the moment, is that his agent wants a release clause. Right. And we just won't put one in there. And he's kind of pointing to Toby out of world, saying, well, you can't tell me you don't allow any. We all know that one exists. Mm. Um, my client wants one. Now, Daniel Levy, you know, hates them. So, I don't know how true... But the thing is, you could never know how true that is. And until the contracts are signed generally um the actual information from them doesn't tend to get leaked so at this stage i'd say it's all press conjecture but the two people who i listen to on a regular basis and are proven right time and time again are still saying it's done yeah he has he, the new there is a new deal for him it's just not announced mm. so we shall it's, have to wait and see. It's a weird one. If it, if the if the rumor is true about the release calls, just put a ridiculous one in there. Like put a five hundred million pound one release calls or something. Well, I'm, I'm guessing it's they they've got some a figure in mind yeah. <laughs> because otherwise Daniel Levy would go, yeah, sure, one billion, <laughs> one done. billion. As, yeah. Isn't that what um, 
Uh, PSG, Neymar, isn't this a billion or something, isn't it? Um, Well, I don't know about that, but I know that uh, basically in Spain you have to have a release clause. Mm. So part of their rules and their laws on employment, you have to be able to buy players out. It's just their rules. So that's why every player there does have a release fee. It's why, you know... Messi's is like 500 million or something insane. Now they thought Neymar is it like 300 million was insane. Yeah, yeah. And then Paris Saint-Germain proved that if you steal the wealth of an entire nation, you can afford a Brazilian footballer. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Josh Barnard. Josh says, this is statistically our best start to a Premier League season. Now, careful, Josh. Second best. <laughs> don't don't go don't go talking stats to Matt. He will school you. I've actually got copyright in a lot of stats. So you've got to be careful what you say. I oh, could sue easy, you. Easy. Um, God, he's got agents and solicitors on speed dial now. God, haven't times changed? So, uh, does this finally put to bed the argument that Spurs have no strength in depth um furthermore considering our position at the table does this also put us into title conversation um one thing at a time the squad depth i don't think our squad depth has ever been as bad as people like to make out it was Mm. i've always argued that if you took harry kane out of any team the team would be weaker (laughs) yeah of course so people you know Oh, we need a world-class striker as a backup. It's like, well, yeah, it doesn't happen outside of fantasy football, okay? <laughs> you take Aguero out of Man City, their backups are pretty good, yeah. but they're not Aguero. Mm. And you take Messi from Barcelona, etc. The backups they're bringing in are going to be good, but they're not that level. They're not yeah. going to be... Because that's why he is who he is. That's why he is the first name on the team sheet. So... I I've always felt that the whole squad depth argument was a bit naff, really. You know, when everyone was fit, I felt that we we were okay, and you know there was a lot of very good Premier League level players. Now, Champions League wise, yeah, we're being exposed a little bit. I think in the Champions League we need to have our first team fit and firing to be competitive at that level. Mm. Just my opinion. Yeah. But at Premier League level, um, you know, guys like Ben Davis, Kieran Trippier, etc., are good Premier League players. Whether they're there to be able to kick us on to the next level, I don't know. But that's that's my thoughts anyway. Yeah, no, I was going to say to you when I um, when I went to the uh, Wolves game with, with my little boy uh, recently, uh, I don't normally buy a pro- I don't tend to buy a program really for any no. any of the home games. But because it, I was with him. I just wanted to keep it as a little memento, you know, so when he gets mm-hmm. older, you can see he went to the game. And on the back, they they have the list of the the squads, don't they? So not yeah. not just the first 11, literally just every player in, in the team, in the squad. And our one was notably larger than Wolves. Now, I don't know if, that, yeah. if that's because Wolves have got a, a an unusually small squad, but I was quite surprised how many... It, it was, from memory, about sort of 10 to 12 players more than them, so... You know, we've got we've got a fair few players in in our yeah. in our squad. Yeah, well, we brought through a lot from the academy, yeah, um, which helps bolster the numbers. Um, the other question here is on the title picture. I've got to be honest with you. No, I don't see us in it. Me neither. Um, I I think from an ambitions point of view, we as a club should be focused on it. And I think the game that's coming up, and we'll talk more about it at the end of the podcast. But we're playing Chelsea now. If we turn Chelsea over. There's an argument to say we are very much in the picture. But, you know, so far, our games against what are considered title rivals in Liverpool and Man City, we've lost both of them. Mm. 
So another argument would be if we turn Chelsea over, all that proves is that they're not in it either. Mm. So, yeah, it's, it's not... For, for me, I, I still think, unfortunately, we're, we're a level off. And, and I watched the Liverpool game, I watched the Man City game, and I, I was quite depressed, actually, that we're still... It felt like they'd moved on and we hadn't. Yeah, yeah, I agree but, with you. And, and I, 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 I think that... Man City, this is just my gut feeling, Man City will have another season. Because they're they they are destroying teams, aren't they, again this season. And I've got a yeah. feeling that they're going to run away with it again. And I've got a feeling that Liverpool will sort of be there. Well, not, probably a, a, few, a few sort of 10, 15 points behind them maybe, but clear second. And then it'll just yeah. be a, a, a sort of a, a challenge for third to get into third or fourth. But yeah, I, I, I don't want to sound pessimistic, and I know you don't either, but it's just re- putting a reality check on it, isn't it? And yeah. we, we just, yeah, we, I just don't think this season we're in a position to challenge for the title. No, no, on there. Uh, Stefan Cruz Alvarez asks Spurs players are starting to reclaim the international scene. More players for England, couple at Argentina. France, etc. Surely this can only be good for the team? Question mark. Or do you feel that this is likely to end in more injuries? It is a massive balance that mm. because there's always part of me that feels like, yeah, hey, that's brilliant. Our players are being recognised, and then it's balanced with, oh hell, don't get injured. <laughs> yeah, so Please true, come man. back, okay? <laughs> you know, I watched England Croatia game and I saw a couple of challenges going on Kane, and I was watching it like, oh, don't you? Yeah, don't, yeah. Yeah. And you know he sort of gets up, shrugs them off, and I'm you know, every single time I can feel a collective sigh of relief <laughs> coming from Tottenham. You know, it's just I yeah, it is a real mix. I I'm dead proud of the players that get called up, and I know from anyone who's ever played any kind of sport to any level, playing for your country should be the pinnacle. Mm, and course, if it yeah. isn't, I always question whether you should be playing sport. You know, mm. genuinely. So the fact our players want to go out and represent their country is not a bad thing from us focusing on the club it's a scary thing but (laughs) you know every every top player every top club goes through it so yeah it is a balance now next question we have from jake binge jake says will we ever win the league well your question should be will we ever win the league again jake (laughs) because football existed before the premier league my friend (laughs) will we ever win the premier league uh yeah i think so um, will it be in my lifetime? I hope so. <laughs> I, I, it's one of those things, you know. You got to remember, Chelsea haven't won the league for fifty years when they finally won it. Um, it took a massive outside investment and kind of basically bought it, but it set them up then to go forward. And have they've been a consistent trophy winning side for the last decade? But it had been fifty odd years since they'd won it before that. So, Manchester City. Very similar story. Yes, I think we will. Mm. Short answer. Well, like I said to you, it's going to be the end of like Harry towards the end of his career. He's going to win all these trophies and just end his career on a higher with us. Okay. So with the with us. Yeah, sorry, so you don't think he's going to do a Teddy Sheridan, go off, win a few trophies, then come back? No, it'll be with us, please. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you've put that in my head. Gone right off you. Today. Sorry, mate. Um, Stuart Burgess says, anyone else still thinking about January transfer targets? Now, I answered Stuart and said, yeah, we could possibly enjoy some fantasy transfer targets here. Um I don't know. Actually, I'm, I'm kind of I'm kind of jaded with transfers right now because I I just don't think we can afford anybody. Yeah. So I'm a bit. Mm. Mm. And after after the kind of 
what happened in the summer. I just it just feels like a sore point at the moment. Just even talking right. about transfers. Speaking speaking of sore points and transfers, where's that tattoo? <laughs> we went double or quits on the January transfer window. Don't oh yeah, of course, yeah, exactly, yeah. Don't worry, yeah, yeah, that's, that's, yeah. That's, so, that's noted. So we better sign someone in January, mate. That's or this nice. second tattoo you're getting is going to be god awful. I'll, I'll, I'll get my agent to uh, to draw up a contract and I'll, yeah, I'll put a squid yeah, on. yeah. You you get him to do that. <laughs> um, Paul Matthews, hi Paul. Thank you for listening, my friend, and thanks for always asking the questions. Argentinian debutants, clean sheets in man of the matches, a success story. Yeah, um, Matt mentioned it earlier on. It was a success. Uh, Juan Foyth came in and won man of the match on his full international debut and played very well. Got got himself a nice boot to the face as well. <laughs> looked nice and pretty. Uh, Lamella came back on to sort of get back into the Argentina mix and got an assist. And Paolo came on, made his debut, made a couple of really great sharp saves and kept a clean sheet. So, awesome. yeah. Yeah. Um, and finally, we have David Murrell says, how about something concrete on the stadium? There's tons of concrete there, David. Like, tons and tons of it, my friend. Um, <laughs> Very good. <laughs> thanks. I, I came up with that all by myself. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, this is awkward for me because I know someone who works for the firm that are building it. So, I do I say in landing minute? No, probably not. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah, probably not a good idea. So it is. I there's two things on a stadium, and, and I want to talk about it. So we'll take his question and we'll move forward with it. Which is basically the first thing is. There's an element of hostility between fans and the club right now. And a lot of that's down to what they feel is just really, really poor communication. Um, I, I stand with that. I do think the club communicated really poorly. I don't think they've... Um, I, don't, I don't think they've lied. I don't think they've gone out of their way to lie and defraud people like some believe. Mm. I do think they've just communicated very poorly. Yeah, I agree. I do know from the insight that I have that the safety system issues and other things that came up completely threw everybody. It wasn't something that was foreseen or something that was built in. It wasn't like a... I've seen a lot of people on social media that work on the stadium share pictures constantly. And they do this and they're constantly saying, oh, it was never going to be ready. Trust me, I work here, you know, etc., etc. Now, that's all well and good, and if that's your opinion, that's fine, but you've got to remember, the club, when they announced the opening, always said the stadium wouldn't be finished. Mm. They said, right away, it probably wouldn't be finished for months after they were possibly saying that, into the they? new yeah. year, yeah. because they were like, you know, it's going to be open, it's going to be safe to open, we can have our capacity in there, but there's going to be parts of the concourse, etc., that's still going to be getting finished, the surroundings, etc., so... To actually get the safety through whilst works were still ongoing in different parts meant you had to go to a different level of certification, all these different things. And it would appear some things just got missed. Yeah. Some problems with the fire alarm system, which are well documented. Everyone can see that now. Now, that threw everything. And ever since then, it's been a bit of a scramble. It's been a bit of a kind of, we need to get this done as soon as possible. Now, we had a, a situation for a long time where this fire alarm system meant that lots of stuff had to be removed, redone, rechecked, and then put back. Now, whilst that was happening, you had all these labourers and people kicking around like, well, what are we going to do? You know, because mm. our next jobs, we can't do it. So they started work on all the other aspects of the stadium that weren't going to be finished. 
So what it does mean is when it does open now, it's going to be a far nicer, grander experience. Yeah, more complete, yeah. Now, I agree with Matt, which is they should have just said two years, and then even if the thing had sat ready, open for six months, ready to be opened, at least they could have done some events. They could have done some test events. Like the first thing, there should always be a game of football. They could have done an NFL game. They could have done stuff this season. Yeah. And then next season, it becomes our home properly. And there'd been no pressure, would there? There'd been no pressure on them. Well, it would have been no stress. You know, still would have been stress and pressure, but just none of this, none of this hostility that exists. Yeah. Now, the other aspect to it, I know a lot of season ticket holders, and I, I've been looking into this a lot because you're a season ticket holder, and I know I've asked your opinion on it. A lot of them are very, very angry, and I think they've got a very good reason to be angry, and that is they bought their season ticket on the basis of the new stadium. They bought it on the pricing for the new stadium. There was a lot of anger over the pricing when it first got launched, but people, you know, wanting to keep their season ticket paid it. Mm. And in a lot of cases, some people were even priced out. Some people who've been season ticket holders for years at White Hart Lane bought one at Wembley and then all of a sudden we're like well I can't afford that that's like 500 600 pounds more yeah and so there was a lot of controversy when that was all launched now we are so far into the season now it's looking very unlikely that the stadium's going to open this season mm. well, it's definitely not going to open this year mm. so season ticket holders were in essence sold something that didn't exist yeah and you know in every trade going it's not a good thing. It's not good. And they've got every right to demand a refund. The problem is, is the club's policy is if you do go for that, cancelling your season ticket, you're not eligible for a season ticket when the stadium does open. So the club are quite literally holding a gun to people's heads. Mm. You want to keep your season ticket, you shut up, and you do as we tell you to do. <laughs> yeah, and the thing is, I I, um, I don't want to get... Look, what, what they're doing, they're, they're taking the mickey, basically, and... I could, if I if I kind of concentrated on it, could get really upset about it. But my kind of my personal thoughts are: look, the stadium will be open at some point, and I'm not gonna get angry with it because there's a thousand other things I could get angry about in the world, and it's just yeah. it's, it's more important things to get upset about. But one thing that does annoy me is the fact that so if anyone who hasn't got a season ticket, uh, what they're doing is they're refund. So every game that's being played at Wembley instead of the new stadium they're refunding us one nineteenth of our season yep. ticket uh, and it's not even going in you've got to, it's not like they're automatically sending it to your account either you've got to go into nope. you've got to go into the account and they're not releasing it all at once so for example they told us that the next four games will be at Wembley so instead of going right there's four games in your account no, they're just they're, still doing they're, it they're, one they're steadily releasing the money so yep. even though they they know a hundred percent that that they've got to give you that money back, they're holding on to it and giving it back, which yeah. means they're making it, they're getting interest on it, right? Which is yeah, wrong. It's completely wrong. It is completely yeah. wrong. And in, in essence, they've taken an interest-free loan from the fans. Yeah, of course. Yeah, exactly. And it, it is wrong. But I just, I'm trying, I'm trying my best to just look at the bigger picture. So I've got, so like last season, we talk about the price hike. So last season, I paid £795 for my season yeah. ticket at Wembley. This season, I paid £1,125. So, yeah. What's that? That's a difference of four, three, over three hundred quid. So it's a lot more. But I just, I just, I know that in in my possession, I've got a card that means that at the, whenever the first game of the season is, I am guaranteed to be sitting in that stadium. And that is yeah. for me. That's all that matters. I'm ha- well, happy let, to be patient. 
Well, let's let's just leave it on this one point, then I'll leave it with the fans to think about. This one point is this: if we were to say, and and this is very rough, by the way, but we've got forty thousand season tick holders, which includes corporate, the really expensive hospitality, all the way down to the cheapest season tickets. If I take an average season ticket price of a thousand pounds, that means that at the start of this season, supporters from the season ticket sales basically gave the club forty million quid. Yeah interest free mm. and that 40 million is being refunded piecemeal yeah yeah by bits yeah. now you know if you were you had you had your house robbed and the police caught them and the robber said yeah you're right i took a thousand quid off you i'll give it back to you uh 20 quid this month 20 quid next month yeah it's gonna mm. irk you <laughs> so yeah mm. i i think everybody's got kind of a right to be annoyed mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, let's let's see what happens. I'm annoyed, but I'm just trying to stay positive, Sam. You stay positive, my <laughs> friend. So, like I said, when we kick off this podcast, um, we're going to have a little bit of a look back at different things. The first thing we're going to have a quick look back at now is the Mickey Hazard interview. Mickey uh, sat down with you, Matt. Um, bit of a surreal experience for you, Absolutely. I know. <laughs> he was. Um, uh, meet your heroes. <laughs> Uh, Mickey told so many great anecdotes, so many great stories from his interview, but I've picked out one, um, which I just sort of thought really, really kind of summed, uh, well, summed up the interview with Mickey, and also I just think it was just a great, great thing to talk about. In the stand-up memory is, 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 obviously the fans were just incredible, I'll never... I'll never forget the moment when Danny missed yeah. and he walked back to the yeah. off-wheel line and the fans were one Danny Thomas, yeah, there's only one right. Danny Thomas. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was like, wow, no, no. You know, if you talk about the modern-day era and you talk about that moment in time, Danny Thomas, and I believe in life, each and every one of us has one moment in our lives that is just specially reserved for you. And that was Danny's moment. Mm. Those fans singing one Danny Thomas lifting his spirits and then you, you compare it to the modern day era alright and, and the support that our fans gave to Danny was incredible yeah. and then you look at some of the youngsters of today and the way that they criticise the players don't they realise that hey sing his name if he's having a bad game sing yeah. his name lift his spirits give yeah. him his confidence back yeah. because I tell you something it's easy to lose your confidence when you're playing when you're having a bad game and there's 50,000 getting on your back yeah. it, it can be tough really tough but if 50,000 start singing your name when you're having a bad game it's uplifting it yeah, inspires you because I tell you something every player on that off wheel line in 84 standing watching Danny walk back to the air as demoralised as we felt that he'd missed because we thought we had the cup yeah. them fans yeah. lifted every single player on that off wheel line I was spirits I was inspired yeah. you know I was yeah. as shitting myself as I was because I was the next penalty I was inspired I, my my only thought was well even if I miss they're going to sing my name yeah. you know they uplifted everyone and I, I genuinely believe from the bottom of my heart that Tony Park saved that penalty because he was inspired so, so that was Mickey talking about the moment in the UEFA Cup final at the lane when Danny Thomas missed the penalty, and I just kind of picked that clip out. I know there were probably others, mate, that you might have picked, but I picked that one out because I think it just really hits a nail on the head for where 
support should be yeah. from the fans. You know, we, we talk about when we're away from the stadium and we're talking on podcasts, we're chatting in the pub and everything like that. I think football has always been and always should be a matter of opinion and debate because that's part of the fun. Mm. I think when we're in that stadium and our team's playing, we support the hell out of every single player in our shirt. If when I leave the stadium, I go, oh my God, so-and-so was diabolical tonight. But for the 90 minutes I was there, I cheered that bloke's name non-stop trying to pick him up. I think I've done my bit as a fan. Yeah, I completely agree. And it's funny, isn't it? We spoke earlier uh, in this podcast about um, Sissoko. And yeah, at the time, at, yeah, at the at the time when when the interview happened, he was just in the midst of kind of getting so much grief, wasn't he? Yeah. And I I just remember thinking at the time, like you know, uh, uh, Mickey has a talking about uh, Danny Thomas, yeah. and that he, he had he had it spot on. You know, it's when when you're not playing well, when you need the lift from the fans, that's that's when you want to hear your yeah. name being sung. And I completely, yeah, you're right. It's, we're called supporters, aren't we? Because we're supporting yeah. the club. And you're right. You're, you're absolutely right. We, you, everyone's entitled to opinions. Everyone's entitled to not think this play is very good or that play is very good. But when you're in that stadium, yeah, it should all be about supporting your club and getting them over the line and beating the opposition. Yeah. Um, Last thing on the Mickey Hazard interview, then how how was it? Was it as good as it sounded? It's just it, even now, I'm like, did did was that a dream? Because <laughs> especially as he he answered the door in his shorts, just a, just a pair of shorts, because he'd forgotten that we were turning up, and Brilliant. it was just the, from start to finish, me in his kitchen, him making me a cup of tea, and my and my, uh, my little boy. Unfortunately, you can hear him, can't you, in the in the background? Yeah, in the, that's his, fine. But he my he gave my little boy a couple of signed photographs of players gave him a packet of wine gums and oh it was just Ooh, nice. brilliant brilliant he's, he's, a, he's a really top guy you know it's, it's one of, it's very rarely you come across people that uh, you know they haven't sold their soul they're just a pure yeah. nice person they're not pretending to be nice they are nice people and he is just yeah. one of those pure nice people Good. Well, no, I'm glad that came across. And I, I hear, uh, you know, Mickey has his own podcast now, um, and I hear on that he often talks about the day he got to meet the guy behind Matt Stats. So <laughs> that's that's pretty good. Um, now, I've got a topic here I want to quickly discuss, and it is going to be quick, because I just want to know how many people, and I, I can see on our listening figures, by the way, how many people switch off at what minute. Okay. Or if they switch off at certain minutes, um, they've updated it recently, so I can see if people like stop it after fifteen minutes, then listen again, or if they just don't ever come back. <laughs> and I can stalk your ass. No, I'm joking. I can't do that. I just, just I can see that as like listening figures. The only thing I can see is the area of the country and the world. <laughs> um, oh, speaking of the world, we have a fair few American listeners. So uh, happy so. Thanksgiving to all of you. Eat and do all that crazy stuff in your silly made-up day. Enjoy your turkey. <laughs> <laughs> Have fun in the colonies. You'll always be a colony and you know it. Um, there goes so, those listeners. Yeah, so that's them gone. And now they're gone, I'm going to talk about something that I think is going to get most people to switch off, and that is Brexit. Cool. You'll be very controversial Matt, just saying that word. you still so. with me? Matt, you still there? Um, so, and the Brexit impact on football. Okay. So there's a couple of things here I didn't know if people knew. One of them being that currently... In the Premier League, there are 65% of all the EU footballers, if Brexit happens with no deal, would not qualify for a work permit in the UK. Wow, that's insane. So 65% of the EU players currently in the Premier League 
would have a serious issue if we crashed out with no deal. This is March next year as well. This is this season. Yeah. So this is something that's very real and a real problematic. Now, the other thing I didn't know if people realised is that the Premier League have obviously been looking into this and they had a meeting recently, the 20 chairman. We're not going to talk about the 250 grand golden goodbye to Scudamore. Yeah, no, I can't. I'll have an old hour. Just, rant just, Sam, just think of how much money he made for for the clubs, and hopefully that will soften your anger a little bit. No, 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 bad. Don't, don't. See, you did that on purpose. No, <laughs> shut up. No, no. Just breathe, just breathe, and focus. Backwards from ten. Yeah. Okay. Just moving on. I'm talking about Brexit. If it is, you can't wind me up when I'm talking about this. Just shower. So. When it comes down to another another thing which is going to make an impact is that the Premier League, etc., have been going into this, obviously realising that a few players... Now, the government have reassured that anybody who's here who wouldn't qualify work permit aren't going to be kicked out the door straight away. But what it does mean is that if you were here as a contract worker, then when your contract expires, technically, you should be leaving because you don't qualify for a work permit. Of so on this worst-case scenario, footballers are contract workers. Yeah. So if you have a player who's part of the 65%, and I can tell you Tottenham have two, mm-hmm. and of that 65% and, and those two players, their contract expires in the next two years, what would that do to their value? Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Because if you think about the biggest money in Europe when it comes to transfers is the Premier League. Mm. You know, every club, France, Holland, all of that, lot, sees a Premier League club come and they're like, yeah, I have 10 million. Mm. And that's and it's kind of well known. Well, these players aren't going to be able to stay in the Premier League because they can't get a work permit, so they're going to have to go back to the nation they're from or another EU nation. And I, let's face it, if I was one of those clubs signing them, I'd be like, yeah, um, fifty p. Yeah, you would. You'd fifty p and a fifty p and a Mark Overmars bobblehead. Yeah, <laughs> um, gone down from the Jermaine Jenner's one. Well, yeah, you know that's that's when we negotiate. This is someone negotiating with us, but it is worth thinking about, you know, and all the Brexit stuff. Uh, you know, I'm finally seeing a real serious problem. Yeah, well, I mean, I think we <laughs> all, all that are, mate. other, all that other stuff, whatever. But this could affect my football, and that's when things <laughs> yeah. get serious. Yeah, don't worry about the fact that I won't have any food on my table. Like, I won't be able to watch a football game. That's the most important thing. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you're realizing the severity of this. Yes, the, you know. Medicine shortages, sold that. I'm concerned that Sissoko might lose his work permit, right? But yeah, so there you go. Um, it is actually, it is genuinely something that clubs are having to put plans in place for. Yeah. Now, the Premier League are also discussing at the moment a change in the rules around the homegrown players. Currently, you can have 17 non-homegrown players in your squad. They want to bring that to 13. Okay. Which is a significant drop. Yeah. So they want to encourage Premier League clubs to have more homegrown players. Now, we talked about the impact on player values. We already know that anyone classed as homegrown currently you pay a premium for. We've joked for years that the values of players are exponentially higher if they're English. Mm. Um, Jack Grealish, Aston Villa were wanting $50 million for yeah, him. Ridiculous. Ridiculous, that's yeah. you know that's that's insane. Yeah, yeah. And and you know with the greatest respect to Jack Grealish, he's not a fifty million pound player. No. He could um, be one day, but he's not now, is he? No, no, he's playing in the Championship, and you don't sign a player out of the Championship for fifty million. 
Mm. It just doesn't happen. No. So, but there's this premium. Now, let's take this a step forward then. Brexit happens, there's no deal. These non, these EU players, their values are completely diminished and the Premier League clubs are being told, yeah, you also have to reduce from 17 to 13. Can you imagine the value all of a sudden being put on players that are classed as homegrown? Yeah, yeah. The value of our academy suddenly just goes through the roof. I'm starting to just have Mad Max visions, post-apocalyptic visions, Sam. Ah, it's not that bad. <laughs> it's fine. In, in, generally, we're of a very similar age. Yeah. And the more things change, the more they stay the same. Yeah, of course. Me and you have been through stuff that if other people looked at i mean me and you survived y2k yeah we did didn't we? i mean planes were gonna fall know, from the damn sky people. they were literally gonna just drop from the sky weren't they at midnight yeah, yeah. my old man went outside he was so disappointed <laughs> he, he lives on a farm he went out with binoculars midnight he was looking up at the sky come on come on <laughs> don't forget Not one damn thing happened don't forget as well we, we survived uh mad cow disease that was going to wipe off we, three quarters of the planet as well Yep, yeah. yep, we survived that. We survived bird flu, swine flu, any other kind of flu that you could only actually get by having sex with the damn animal. But anyway. So yeah, I I'm not I'm not convinced it's gonna be the apocalypse, but at the same time, you know, it's it's just gotta get on with it. Yeah. But anyway, there is an impact on football and I knew that would concern a few people, so I wanted to put it out there. Anyway, moving on from that, because that felt far too serious. Um, our next clip from an interview we did is with Paul Miller. Paul Maxi Miller. Um, Paul invited uh, Matt again to his uh, inner city sanctum, uh, mob boss that he is. See, I'm joking. I know Paul's actually listened to us a few times, so I, I will be careful. Um, safe to say Paul scared the crap out of you. Is that fair? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've said this before, but his personality matches his playing style. Yeah, yeah, big time, yeah. Uh, the guy, the guy's great. Yeah. Now, I've picked this clip, which I know you're going to love. I mean, when I was the, you know, met that, that, that stage, I met Bobby Moore for a family friend. Oh, yeah. We advised me to go to Tottenham, wish he'd have gone there. Really? When he was, uh, when he was uh, in, in, uh, in West Ham. And so I did. Mate, um, you obviously love that for a very particular reason, and I think it's worth pointing out to everybody. West Ham fans, your greatest ever player wanted to be at Spurs. It's so awesome, honestly. I, I, I know I've mentioned this before, but I, I, um, I worked on uh, in London for a few years, so I had kind of a lot of interactions with a lot of other fans, and the West Ham fans are just the mouthiest by far. So yeah. I took great pleasure. We, we, we did. We put the clip on the Facebook page, didn't we? So we did. I can't tell we you did. how many times I copied and pasted that, just with like loads of smiley face emojis to all my West Ham friends. <laughs> Good. Well, I'm, I'm delighted. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's 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 kind of like a a well known thing that's out there in football that that is true. Um, but you know, obviously, people just don't want to. West Ham fans, particularly, just don't want to focus on that. No, no, no. no move on. Move on. We don't want to talk about it. <laughs> But yeah, strange old time. Bobby Moore, what a player he'd have been in our 60s oh. team. Mike. He's kind of in spirit he's with the players, isn't he? Because he's, he's got his little stature outside Wembley. So. Yeah. He is. In spirit, he was a Tottenham player. And that's, that's where he wanted to be, everybody. Yeah. Just so you know. Just, just saying it with a big smile on my face. Um, Mate, this is the bit... I, well, I, I, I was dreading this bit of the podcast, which is we're going to do this countdown. Okay. Now, you've kind of thrown a quiz at me as well, yeah. which we're going to do in a bit, which is, you know, equally now scary, but 
we're going to do this countdown. Now, are you ready? And Are you going to try and do it to the music? I'm going to try to do it to the music. It, it might go horribly wrong, but I'm not going to put any accents on, so I'm, I'm just going to try to kind of make it sound good with the music. <laughs> well, I I think you're an absolute wimp, but <laughs> never mind. If you want to put, if you do an accent, Sam, you can happily do one, mate. I told you, it's going to be roll on rap. Rap <laughs> face! <laughs> I thought he was having a seizure there, mate. <laughs> it's time for the top five match stats. Okay, so in at number five, we have uh, from episode 21, eight out of the 38 Saturday 3pm kickoffs were last, last season, but this season we've, we've had six already in the first nine. And looking from now, it's going to be eight uh, Saturday 3 pm kickoffs in 20 games, so a lot more than last season. Uh, in at number four, okay, because of the flag that Eric Dyer got uh, early in the season from episode 17, he has a 76% tackle success, which is the same as our very own Toby Alderweireld. So very impressive. Okay, in at number three, we have uh, from the Women's FA Cup Final back in 2013, they only had an attendance of 4,988. This season, 2018, 45,423, so they're doing a lot, lot better. Okay, stat number two uh, from episode 13 are Harry Kane, 110 Premier League goals in 156 uh, Premier League games. Emil Heskey, 110 Premier League games in 516 Premier League games. So Harry Kane is uh, obviously a far better player than Emil Heskey, but I didn't need to tell you that, nor did the stat. <laughs> and in at number... And in at one! In at one. My favourite stat, which I love telling people about, is Hugo Lloris and his save against Camille Glick uh, against Monaco two years ago. So just bear in mind again, it takes 0.25 seconds to click a mouse on your computer... From the time the football left Glick's foot to it touched Hugo Lewis's hand was 0.15 seconds. He is superhuman. Yay, Rip fans! <laughs> that was the chart. Smashy and nicey here. Um, yeah, so I think that was a disaster. But well done. We, <laughs> Thanks, we played through it. Thanks, Roland. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> see, it is rolling. I can't, I can't do smashy and nicey. They were like so no, iconic as well. No, it's not even worth not trying, off. is it? Oh, I can do that. I can do not off. There you go. Um, but uh, I'm gonna have to work on that. That man needs serious work. So, so that was the the countdown for Matt's top five stats. I hope, I hope you all enjoyed those. I know Matt's stats is uh, a serious thing that people take very seriously. So. Next week, we'll be back to serious stats, of course. <laughs> um, right now, uh, it's another clip. It's our third interview so far we've done on the podcast. This is with Tottenham Ladies, uh, going to be a legend. Her name is Anna Philby, and this is where I spoke to Anna via Skype. Obviously, battling back from injury. Yeah. Do you have sort of goals for, for this season personally? You know where where you kind of want to be, you know, like cementing a first team place, etc. Or, um, of course, definitely, I want to get back. Obviously, get back strong, fit, and then hopefully be a like good addition to the team. But um, yeah, of course, I want to try and get regular game time. Maybe cement a spot if I can. Uh, I mean, yeah. they're, they're doing very well. 
But yeah, I, it's hard. I, it's hard to come in at this stage, but well, you've got to just, carry on just, working hard. Just, just kick a few in training. You'll be all right. <laughs> Sing, single a few out, you know. That's not how it works. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, okay. Well, see, I'm glad you're here to tell me these things because, uh, you know, I, I get this completely wrong. So that was Anna, uh, basically telling me that apparently professional sportsmen don't nobble competitors in training to get their spot. <laughs> you learn something new every day, don't you? I, I just always assumed, hey, you got my number at the moment. Do you smack at some of that? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's how it worked when I played rugby. I, well, that, that, that was, was that, clearly different. That was her official statement, <laughs> Sam. Like, <you> know, <laughs> that's a good point. We, we did have to... We did have to go through a lot of censorship to get that interview. <laughs> so yeah, Anna, I know you're listening. You you know just just cough once if Matsy she coughed she coughed everybody blatantly. Um, that would actually be really bad if someone picked up an injury in training and then Anna took their spot. Now I feel really guilty. <laughs> Uh, she definitely has the devil in her. Um, she actually uh, made her comeback uh, part of the match they scored versus Charlton at the weekend. Spurs ladies won 1-0. Awesome. Uh, still the only defeat of the season coming to Manchester United or a la Moneybags were buying the league United. Um, so yeah, man, that, that's every that's every bit of content we had lined up. Now it's you doing a quiz. Yes, so I, I didn't purposely didn't want to tell you anything about it. So you you, nope, you could you, do you any haven't. googling, okay? <laughs> right. All right. Do I do I have to move my phone out of my area <laughs> yeah, and things like that? Well, you've got you've got you've only got a couple of seconds to answer each one, so you haven't got time to Google. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> no, you that's got... barely enough time for Hugo Lloris to make a save. <laughs> yeah. Right. Listen, I okay, love mate. that. He's, yeah. I know. I know. It's uh, like you weren't. You didn't sound too impressed when I said it back back in episode twenty two, but. For me, I just like I can't get over how quick that save is. It's like yeah, I think I think I was still angry with him back then. <laughs> right, so Sam, this is the time that we want. If anyone wants to play along, pause the podcast, yep. go and get pen and paper, and see if yep. you can either equal or beat Sam. Okay, right. let's go for it. Right, okay. So um, basically, I'm going to give you 25 Spurs players, past and present. Yeah. Okay. You have to tell me when they signed for us. Were they under 25 or were they 25 or over when they signed? Okay. All right. So they were right. either yeah. under 25 or t- actually 25 or over. So if it's, if you think under okay. 25 is under, over 25, I would say over. All right. You ready? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Our first one, Moussa Dembele. Under. No, 25. Over. Oh, <laughs> bloody Moussa being right 25. <laughs> Never liked it. Never liked right, it. Go on. Sergei Ribrell. Ah, um, over. Yeah, 26. Well done, mate. Yeah. Uh, Jermaine Giannis. Giannis. Um, well, that's a tough one because he was at Newcastle for quite a while. He came from Forest. I'm going to say over. No, 22. He was under. Really? Yeah, 22 years old. He's only a youngster, yeah. Right, we signed him when he was 22. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, Dimitar Berbatov. Uh, over. No, 24. Under. You're joking. No, seriously. Look- Google it he after has, this show. He, he has looked 40 <laughs> since he was 20. Clearly. Okay. All right. Go on. Uh, Toby Alderweireld. Over. Yeah, 26. Uh, Jurgen Klinsmann. Over. Yep, 30. That's an easy one, wasn't it? Michael yeah. Carrick. Under. Yep, 23. Well done. Gary yeah. Lineker. Oh, hell. <laughs> Gotta be under. No, he was 28. He was over. Wow. Yeah. Can we sign him from Everton or Barcelona? I think it, 
it was from Barcelona, wasn't it? Because Terry Venables okay, yeah, was yeah. there, wasn't he? He brought him yeah. over from there. Uh, Naim. Naim. I love him. Yeah, love Naim. For one particular goal yeah, when it wasn't even do. for us. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say under. Yep, 21, mate. Well done. Yep. Uh, Timu Tiano. Tiano. Over. He was, mate. He was 25. Well done. Yeah. Uh, Paul Gaza Gascoigne. He's about as popular as a cock-flavoured lollipop in a minute. Um, <laughs> I think under. Yeah, it's really well, mate. Well done. Yeah. Jaralio uh, Gomez. Gomez got to be over. Yeah, he was 28. Uh, yeah. How about this one? This will, this will take you back. Mbalelo Mabizela. <laughs> Mabizela. Got to be under. Yeah, he was 23. Well yeah. Done. <laughs> Sandro. Sandro under. Yeah, 21. Uh, Teddy Sheringham. Oh, hell. Uh, we got him from Millwall. If, or not in Forest. Forest, wasn't it? Yeah, Forest. Yeah, Forest. Forest. I'm going to say under. He was over, mate. 26. Just over. Wow. Yeah. God, he had a long career. I know, he? he did, didn't he? Yeah. Honestly, some yeah. of these ones, when I was researching it, I was like, wow, I would have got that wrong. <laughs> yeah. Uh, David Ginola. Uh, Ginola. He was Ginola. worth it, and I think he was over. Yeah, he was, mate. 30. Uh, Dar- yeah. Darren Bent. Under. Yeah, 23. Well done. So far under. So far. <laughs> Perform- <laughs> Performance-wise and age. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, bless him. Uh, Rule Fox. Rule Fox. Yeah. Uh, over. Yeah, 27. Well done. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan Woodgate. Over. Yeah, 28. Serge Aurier. Under. Yep, yeah, 24. Well done. Yeah. Uh, Emmanuel Adebayor. Over. Yeah, 28. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Stefan Everson. Stefan Everson got the under. Yeah, he was 19 when we yeah, signed him. Yeah, he's a and baby. Do you know he still plays football now? Yeah, he's <laughs> he, a legend. He, he's, he's, he's like he's playing in the Norwegian fourth division. He's 42, yeah. but he's still playing. It genuinely feels like an entire lifetime ago that I remember him playing yeah. for us. It's insane, isn't it? He, he was our version of Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, but he didn't score as much or it wasn't as good. It wasn't as good, yeah. Just a <laughs> similar-sounded like, Nordic name. Yeah. yeah. Right, we've only got three more to go. Right, Victor, okay. Victor Wanyama. Victor Wanyama, I think, was 20. I'm going to say under. No, 25. He was over. Ah, stupid. Don't worry, you're doing well. Mido. Mido was under. He was, he was 23. Yeah. And finally, Didier Zakora. Ah, I remember him. <laughs> Run like the wind, couldn't stop. I, couldn't I, hit a bar and I door. always remember uh, he, he gave away like a really dodgy. We, we got no, he didn't give away. He won us a really dodgy penalty. I think it was against Portsmouth when it was like clearly wasn't a tackle. And yeah. I, I remember like thinking that wasn't a penalty, but I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, I'd take it all day long. Also remember the League Cup final when we scored the penalty, and you just see him celebrating That's on right. halfway. Yeah. yeah. Mate, I'm going to say, I think he was 25, so I'm going to say over. He was exactly spot on, 25, well yes. done. Right, let's, <laughs> let's see how many you got. Right, so you got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 20. 20 out of 25. It's not bad, sir. Well, that, that's yeah, I'll not take bad. that. I'll take that all day yeah. long. <laughs> yeah, that's not Fantastic. bad. All right, okay, so if you can beat me, keep it to yourself. If you've got less than me, comment <laughs> let me know. on the page. Yeah, <laughs> let me know. Um... So that leaves us now with a look ahead to Chelsea. Um, us against the Russian ruble. Chelsea this season are playing very good. Um, oh, I just heard that. What terrible English. They're playing very good. I sound like Trump. <laughs> what the hell can was that? I, can I just say, just off off point a little for a little bit, I saw a tweet yeah. that he sent Trump 
yeah. yesterday. I think if you saw it about the global warming. No, he, he's no. basically, I genuinely, people check this out if you don't believe it's true, right? He's basically sent a tweet out, I think about eight or nine hours ago, and it says something along yeah. the lines of, uh, a, the, the big freeze is coming uh, this winter, global warming, uh, and with a question mark. So he's basically, because there's going to be a harsh winter, he thinks global warming is a, a complete conspiracy theory. Just, Do you know, he doesn't this, understand this... basic science <laughs> you know this is a genuine thing and a friend of mine is a climate scientist and it's a genuine thing you know when we were younger it was always global warming mm. and now recently scientists want to call it climate change yeah the reason they changed it is because they couldn't get the message across to americans oh, that warming, the, word warming the planet yeah. actually causes an ice age oh god it's just it's honestly it's the brain i mean, I, mean I, I love i've got friends in america i love them the bits but the the kind of big oil NRA Trump you just shake your head and just go, oh, come on please please just think please about don't, it yeah please don't keep talking but yeah <laughs> Sorry, mate. I can't talk I can't talk about Brexit and Trump in the same podcast <laughs> listen it's the twenty fifth we can <laughs> yeah we can say well now I, I mean I mentioned I mentioned Judas earlier oh on. god I'm just please bleep that out please <laughs> I, I'm going to I'm also going to beep out what I called <laughs> yeah, him. <right>. I, I don't think the C word plays well. No, <laughs> to be honest. Um, so yeah, we are going to look ahead to Chelsea then. So Chelsea, um, uh, man, I, I'm really looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a great game because Chelsea are going to come at us, yeah. and I always feel better playing against teams that are going to come at us because I feel like we got the ability to pick them off. Yeah, I agree with you. We, we, well, I go on, sorry, mate. Yeah, no, no, sorry. I was just going to finish. The only thing that sort of hits me is we've not played well this season I, I know we've picked up results we've done but it just we've not clicked at all and every time we've had like a little break like an international break or there's been a fixture or there's been a win me and you have kind of gone right this could be it this could be mm. what kicks us on so I'm going to say it again now <laughs> and you can all laugh at me perhaps on the next podcast but this little international break the players have all gone away and done well who have gone away. The Argentina players aren't going to be eligible, I'm told, because they only got back at like 3, 4 in the morning Jeez. today. Oh so, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I feel, uh, stupidly, I feel quite good about the game. I I really think we're two teams that are going to go at each other. Um, and if we start losing, we just start kicking the crap out of them again. It's <laughs> a win-win. I think for, for for me, it's just you hear the name, you hear the team Chelsea, you hear the name Chelsea, right? yeah. the Chelsea fixture, and yeah. historically, like you go back sort of the last ten, fifteen years, it's always a tough game, isn't it? I know we got the we broke the yeah. hoodoo over in uh, over at Stamford Bridge last season. We we was unlucky, I think, to lose the home fixture at Wembley. It was the first game of the season, wasn't it, at Wembley? And I think we was unlucky was, to lose yeah. that two one. But I I genuinely don't fear teams like. We used to like. I still, I'm still thinking it's Chelsea. I'm not going to just go out and say we're going to wallop them. But at the same time, you're right about them. They're going to come out to play, aren't they? So if you like, most of the teams we play, especially at Wembley, when when they come away, they they're, they're a lot of the teams along among, you know middle to sort of bottom of the league. They're happy to come yeah. away with a draw, aren't they? If they get a draw, well, yeah. that's, that's a point, that's a bonus for them. So they're never going to come out and play. They're going to play it to defend, aren't they? Hope nick, hope to nick a goal if they can keep a clean sheet. But they're never going to come out to play. Uh, uh, you know, they're never going to come out to match us because they know that they're going to get 
you know destroyed, aren't they? Not normally. I mean, if we if we play like play to our normal sort of strengths, but with Chelsea, they'll come out and they'll they'll hopefully well they will they'll come and play a game of football and on on paper. We we can easily match them, can't we? You know, we, we we've yeah. got a very strong squad. So, on paper, you know, we we can win easily. You know, we we can win the game. But it's just yeah, that little thing in the back of my brain saying, "But we're playing Chelsea." You know, don't get confident. You know, but I I, I think I think and and again, you've said this before. We keep saying this could be the game to light up the season, but it could be. I mean, like you look at the Man City game, like. If it wasn't for that horrible bubble, Lamella could have equalised, and you know it could have been a completely different game, couldn't it? So we we was not by no means, uh, you know, out, outplayed. I don't think. I mean, probably the Liverpool one we was that was a bit that was dreadful. But yeah, I mean, I'm I'm confident. I, I I'm, I'll probably say I'll probably say a draw because we haven't had a draw since April. But <laughs> I'd like to. Oh, win. <laughs> don't don't play it up like all confident, Mister Mister. We're gonna whoop them, you know. No, but, I just I just like, yeah, listen, if I'm I say draw, draw, if I say draw, and then we win, then that'll be yeah. I'll be like, I'm wrong. I want to be wrong, but like the other way, I don't want to be right, wrong. With all right, all right, all right, fine. Yeah, give me all that hope, and then tell me it's going to be a blooming draw. I'm trying to say so I'm trying. I'm trying to. Um, play a game with the fake gods like I tried yeah, to maybe, I, maybe I, I should put a bet on so I put a bet on Chelsea yeah, to win bet, bet on Chelsea right, Ross Barkley hat trick let's see I've said that now I should have kept my mouth shut <laughs> yeah. so some team news reaching us here from Spurs news desk um, whilst we are podcasting and Pochettino has told the press Jan Vertonghen could be in contention he's been training very no well way. that's awesome yeah. news that is yeah, really that is, good news, actually. Really good news. Uh, it's potentially great news, especially with Juan Foyth ineligible because he's only got back at like 3 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Pock also got asked about Ericsson's contract situation. He said, The club's working to try and make the best decision for the club. Christian's working to make the best decision for himself. We're right. not worried. I'd prefer him to sign a new contract and spend a long time with us. That, to me, plays into that release clause. Yeah, it does, yeah. Rumour. Yeah. Um, he also says that he made a decision to look after him a bit before the international break because he knew he'd be playing two uh, two games across ten days and he wanted to make sure he was fresh enough when he come back. He's also commented on the Deli Alley video that was doing the round saying, I saw that, there's nothing wrong with it. People are creating problems where one doesn't exist, move on. Yeah. Love you, Puck. You're a wonderful man. Uh, with regards to the stadium, Pochettino says, we have to be patient. I was there yesterday. It's phenomenal. If it's two to three months more, it'd be two to three months more. The club are hoping to be in there January, February at the latest, but I can't say. None of us can say. Um, but yeah, it's fantastic. It's going to be around for the club for 100 plus years into the future. Awesome. We all just got to be patient. Yeah. Talking well, about Pox said it, so yeah, fantastic. And talking about Deli Ali as well, are you uh, have you got one of his caps on order? One of his what? His caps. Have you, have you not seen he's brought out a new fashion line cap and caps? No, Leo, uh, Leo Fortis, they're like trucker caps. So yeah. if you want to be your street, Sam, it would be. You're right, yeah, yeah, you're right. That, that's definitely, definitely for me. <laughs> word, word, word life, um. And, you know, down to your mother and stuff like that, whatever. <laughs> um, I can talk jive. There you go. That's how old I am. <laughs> That's a reference going everywhere. It said, no, um, we talked about on the podcast a lot. And the other person who at Spurs News who has featured is Dan. Now, Dan's actually got a cold at the moment. So Dan isn't on the podcast today. 
Um, he also didn't record us anything because I was going to get him just to do a clip of audio just to say hello. You know, it's the 25th episode. Um, however, he has got a cold. He's got the sniffles. So, Dan, if you're listening, hope you feel better. Uh, I'm sure I can say on his behalf, you know, anyone who wants to go to a game, he'll gladly buy you a ticket. Just message the page. <laughs> he's feeling um, very generous, isn't he? Oh, he's 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 a wealthy lad. Yes, he's very wealthy. Yeah, vastly wealthy. Yes. Um So yeah, you know, he's you, you hook him up now. I, however, now do have evidence that the fourth admin does exist. Ah, because the lovely Laura, I say lovely, she's been a real git to me the last couple of days. But <laughs> Laura has recorded a message. Would you like to hear the message, my friend? Yeah, I'm really curious to know what Laura's voice sounds like, actually. <laughs> I'm really glad you said yes, because if you'd said no after that build-up, it would have really been a bit awkward. <laughs> like, no, actually, sod it. Tell her to go away. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so everybody, here is a message from the lovely Laura. Hi, everybody. Um, it's Laura. Uh, yes, uh, I do indeed exist. Um, and not some girl the lads made up. <laughs> um, okay, so I better say a little something about myself, like the lads have done. I am a huge Spurs fan um, and have been since I was about ooh, 13. Uh, I am the only person in my family to follow football, so blame a few close friends for me becoming a Tottenham fan. As you can hear, um, I am not a London girl. I am originally from Hereford, so quite used to the ups and downs of the football world. I now live in Bournemouth, so completely surrounded by Cherries fans and quite a lot of West Ham fans, funnily enough. I uh, don't know why they're all down this way. As it's the 25th edition of the Spurs News podcast, I thought I would say a huge well done to Sam, Matt and Dan for all their hard work. It's great to see that they have quite a cult following, which is rightly so because they do put in a lot of work. Um, especially Matt Stats. Who knew we would have such a star on our hands? I, I do know that I haven't been involved in any, but with work commitments it can be quite difficult. Um, but I'm sure I'll be able to join in uh, very soon. I do apologise that this is very short and sweet, but I just wanted to do big up the guys as they're doing such a fab job and I hope you all do continue to listen in because they do work very hard. Um, again, a big well done on reaching the 25th podcast, guys, um, and look forward to hearing and possibly being part of many more. So, um, okay, take care and hopefully speak to you soon. Well, there we go. Evidence. Awesome. And do you know what? Listening to that, because obviously I haven't heard Laura speak before, I'm glad yeah. she, do, she doesn't do a, do a podcast with us because she sounds, far, compared to us, she's far too intelligent. We, we... Yeah. <laughs> to, to be honest with you, I mean, she, she said there um, how she can't do it because of work commitments. I mean, uh, I, I don't see that changing, to be honest with you. I mean, she gets off the pole about 2 a.m. most night, uh, most mornings. And then, I mean, she does the lap dancing from about 8 p.m., I think. And... I mean, her, her day job as a masseuse. I mean, she tells me about the extras she offers. It sounds exhausting. See, this just just, um, just absolutely just, exhausting. Yeah, just see now she started on me in chat, okay, and I said to her, I had a mic today, and all she said was, "Fine, bring it on." So this is what you get, smartass. Awesome. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, I can't see her being on the podcast for a while. I mean, I, I don't know how many more years she can go on working the pole like she does, but we'll we'll see. We'll see. Um, I mean, she. I mean, she's very good at what she does, I'm told. 
but but I, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to wait and see. But my friend, I mean, that's it. That is the 25th edition of the Spurs News Podcast. We've crammed a hell of a lot in to the nearly an hour. I don't think we can call this an hour show anymore. No. I think we're going to have to start calling it an hour and a half yeah. and accepting that that's where we sit. But a uh, massive thank you to everybody who's listened so far. If this is the first one you've listened to, I promise you next week could be a little bit more streamlined, perhaps. <laughs> Um, we got lots planned going forward. We will be bringing in more quizzes. Um, we will be bringing in various things. Uh, we got a competition to run before Christmas, before uh, our Christmas special, which will be to win a new Spurs shirt for this season. We've done it before. We're going to do it again because, you know, I'm lovely like that. <laughs> And yeah, mate, is there anything else you want to say to the lovely listeners? No, and I was just a couple that we don't like. I was going to say, well, I could say thanks for listening. I really appreciate uh, you all listening. It's it's quite. It, last week when we didn't record and we had people on the Facebook page saying that they were really upset. I think one of our listeners said that he was on a flight home and he was planning to listen to us on the flight home, and it was like, oh my god, we've actually got people that download every week. So it's quite like, ah, oh. but yeah, yeah. brilliant. I, I absolutely love doing it. I love doing it. And you know, when I looked at the all the, the my Matt stats because I had to listen to the, the episodes to kind of pick out the Matt stats it was quite odd listening back and it just seems so odd that we've kind of um, you know we've been doing it for all these months and yeah. we're on the 25th one but I, I, yeah. I really I, I'm, I say this genuinely I love doing it I love um, what we do Like it, it's one of those things where I just feel like me and you are just having a telephone conversation for an hour which technically we are yeah. and but yeah. we, we're recording it but talking yeah. about what we love, which is Spurs, obviously. But yeah, it's brilliant. I, I, I love it, and ho- hopefully it'll continue, and we'll yeah. uh, we'll grow. Yeah, um, the, the Christmas special, by the way, I am still planning it to be a drunk podcast. Yes, and if we, do you know what? Let's see if we can get Laura and and Dan on it. See if we can get the four of us. Well, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what our schedule. Are. I mean, Christmas is probably a busy time of year for a strip club. It's a lot of lonely <laughs> guys. Um, but I'll I'll ask her. I'll see if she's available. Um, I mean, she might slip off a pole and injure herself, I suppose. But You're just we'll, going to get we'll find out. killed, mate. I don't care. The, the she confidence. started this. She started this. That's what everybody needs to know. She started it. <laughs> and she's not here to say different. <laughs> um, but yeah, big thank you to everybody. Um, we, we do really appreciate it. All jokes aside, we do. Um, we will be back next week. Thank you for listening to the Spurs News Podcast. Be sure to join over 50,000 other Spurs fans on our Facebook page at Spurs News. Until next time, come on, you Spurs! And remember, to dare is to do.